These roomies do their research, but they are not experts, so it's best not to hold any fumbles, foibles, or fallacies against them. They're just here to have fun and empty their brains of any occupying thoughts. Why did the Scarecrow win an award? Why? Why? Because he was outstanding in his field. Jesus Christ. I love this so much. <laughs> I'm having the time of my life. I am so happy for you. You I'm, li- and- I'm living my Fozzie Bear dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Amazing. Welcome to our second episode of Occupied Thoughts. I am one of your hosts, Jesse. My pronouns are they, them. I'm Toby, he, him. And I'm Rhonda, she, her. We made it to episode two, despite Woo! all the odds. I was bribed with ice cream. Literally. I also survived editing the first episode, and I don't hate myself totally. I don't know. We'll see. The jury's still out. You're doing an amazing job. I'm doing my best. That's all we can ask for. So, Rhonda. Yes. What's this episode about? Generally speaking, autism, but like kind of breaking it down mostly like autism in AFAB individuals. Um, Talking about like the kind of like the discriminations and just how like messed up the diagnostic statistical manual manual is so fun things yeah Woo. super light topic <laughs> nothing nothing super serious at all we go from conspiracy theories to autism i mean it kind Two of like you know like anti-vax could we consider conspiracy true theory? true it's kind of links if you like stretch <laughs> a little bit. super stretch I feel like that links in my, like, ADHD mind of just, like, (laughs) jumping from. Yeah. So, like, autism, Asperger's syndrome, like, autism spectrum disorder. Sometimes you'll hear it called, like, somebody refers to themselves as, like, an Aspie. All the same thing. There's, like, a long history that, like, we literally do not have time to go through in this podcast. Um, I'm going to, like, break down a little bit of it. So, like, in the main sense of it, it is a disability that it affects the social and developmental skills of a person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something you have to have your whole life. It cannot just like suddenly develop. Um, it has to be present when you're a child. However, the big kicker for like AFAB people, uh, especially um, because it like presents differently, is that uh, if you have a lot of routine in your childhood, it won't become like a problem until you get to like young adult age where you start going to college and getting a job and having all these responsibilities and like your that routine's broken that you've had for 18 plus years so uh, that's why um i think a lot of like college age it's like kind of like servicing up there and they're like where did this come from oh it's adhd like just kidding we'll get there later i'm jumping ahead but um originally (laughs) um it was believed to be a male only disorder females could not have it um, it was believed to be developed by mothers not loving their sons enough. So, are you kidding me? No, oh I'm God. not. That is like the literal like they thought it developed because mothers did not love their sons enough. That's so fucked up, but I'm not that's, even surprised. That's right? So me? Can you just imagine being told like, "Hey, your mom didn't love you enough as a child. This is why like, you have this mental." Or telling the mom like, "Hey, you didn't love your kid enough." And like, that's why he's a right. Lo- like, like a whatever. Different. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I oh. cannot. Yeah, they were, like I said, they originally believed that females could not, and then they were like, well, maybe some females can have it, and then it, like, that ratio just, like, kept going down to, like, one male to a hundred females, and it was, like, one to 24, and, like, today they've settled on, like, a one to three, mm-hmm. probably a one to one, because, like, like I said earlier, the DSM does not cover, like, AFAB 
at all and like i have a huge problem with the dsm-5 criteria um real quick i'm gonna jump in for anybody who may not know that language so afab means um no it means assigned female at birth i always try and say identified female at birth which like is not correct (laughs) the opposite of what happened (laughs) yes it means assigned female at birth identified it's like ah i see you you have an innie. <laughs> Fem- <What>? An innie? <laughs> I didn't want to say yep. vagina. I would prefer. I would prefer An vagina. Innie? There is nothing wrong with the word vagina. As opposed to. <laughs> I can't. Toby's broken. It's fine. That's not what this episode is about. <laughs> Put a pin in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go over the DSM-5 criteria of what it takes to be diagnosed with autism. This is a summary um, written by Cynthia Kim in the book, I Think I Might Be Autistic. She does a really good job of uh, summarizing because if you actually read straight from the DSM-5, it's a whole bunch of words that you're just going to be sitting there like drowning in them because it means absolutely nothing unless you are trained to read that, which most of us are not. And Jess is going to read it because I keep struggling with these really big words. Take it away, Jesse. Woo. Doing my part, helping out. All right. So section A is the presence of deficits in social emotional reciprocity. So difficulty with back and forth conversation, approaching others socially or limited slash lack of social interaction two nonverbal communication used for social interaction so atypical body language eye contact facial expression and or gestures and three developing and maintaining relationships so making age-appropriate friends showing interest in people b the presence of at least two of the following one repetitive speech movements or use of objects also known as stimming Two, excessive adherence to routines or patterns of behavior or excessive resistance to change. Three, interests that are abnormal in intensity or focus. Four, hyper or hypo reactivity to sensory input or unusual interest in sensory aspects of the environment. Then C, Symptoms must have been present from early childhood. Symptoms from category A must be present at the time of diagnosis. Symptoms from category B must have been present in childhood, but do not need to be present during adulthood in the case of adult diagnosis. And then D, symptoms limit and impair everyday functioning. Thank you, Jesse. No problem. I like your teacher voice when you read. It's very, uh, it's nice to listen to. Thank you. I appreciate that. So for a clinical diagnosis of ASD, which is autistic spectrum disorder, uh, you will need to have all three symptoms from criteria A, two from criteria B, and meet all the conditions of C and D. Um, now, Toby, I saw some interesting facial expressions. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Uh, I specifically was not looking at Toby. I was like, I'm just going to focus on the book. So when broken down like that, it's very, it's so much easier to um, really pick out like the main points of. However, there are some problems with this, um, as I've stated before. Um, It does not include like common 
traits and like tells mm-hmm. quote unquote tells for um afab uh, presenting or afab people um so usually the tells um like what's looked for is in a male they're like very unsocial has extreme special interest def- definite like right or wrong acts out or disrupts and like avoids eye contact like the stereotypical what you see in media when they're like they're autistic like sure. very much rain man like that was the base mm-hmm. like thought for a long time because of that movie however for afab people um it's shown that they actually really long for social interaction but don't know how to get there because mm-hmm. like their extreme like social awkwardness in it um their special interests are more mainstream so like it could be like makeup or nail polish or like a tv show that's really popular um or a video game or a video game <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> not calling anyone out it's mm-hmm. fine mm-hmm. um they're able to see more of like the gray area like the in-between it's not so much like a right and wrong um oftenly over anxious or depressed and mm-hmm. that which will lead to many misdiagnoses we'll talk about that more later and we'll actually fake eye contact by looking at the surrounding eye area i know i've talked about this yeah with... Rhonda's mentioned this to like uh, Rhonda doesn't look me in the eye she like looks like maybe at like the center of my yeah, I'll look at the uh, yeah. bridge of your nose sure. in between your eyes or, like, the corner of the inside of your eye. Or mm-hmm. if I'm really trying to pay attention, I'll, like, unfocus my eyes and look at your eyes. Mm-hmm. But, like, because it's just easier to, like, I'm seeing you, but not really. <laughs> um, so my understanding, it's been a while since I've done this research because I'm kind of pulling it from a past project. Um, that... Uh, the DSM-5 came out in 2013. Mm-hmm. The last time the autism section was updated was 2015. Yikes. And it was to change, like, one word right. from, like, a this to a that or something. Something so, like, minuscule sounding. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure it had a poor purpose, yeah. else they wouldn't have. But there was, like, no addition or, like, further explaining. It reminds me of, like, the John Mulaney bit where they met, they uh, changed that one line uh, in the Peace Be With You and also with you, and they changed it to and with your spirit because like yeah. that's the one thing in the entire catholic church that needed changing like of course. Oh, of course you just needed to fix this one grammatical error and not like you know update anything else yeah right. um yeah so because the dsm does not go into this um along with several other factors um <laughs> a lot of the afab individuals are extremely like underdiagnosed or misdiagnosed mm-hmm. most common one is adhd um, right because i have not gone into this yet but i because adhd and autism are like extremely comorbid mm-hmm. it like there's a high percentage that have both um i do not and i can go into that later but um especially like on tiktok because like that's my uh, go to social media that's what I'm on the most that's where I you know spend the most time so that's right. where I see the most content there's a bunch of um like ADHD traits that like you know if you have these you have ADHD well I'm learning that it's like <laughs> just kidding those are all autism traits and you've been told wrong <laughs> um a lot of this stems from like the like the fear mm-hmm. of like the autism like label comes like such like a heavy I don't like know, stigmatism, like, right? Yeah. Sti- the, like definitely, like people that. like assume a lot about you if you say you're autistic without like actually knowing 
who you are as a person right which yeah. also like definitely stems from like those like discriminations and like the uh stereotypes mm-hmm. like from the media, media just like portraying them all as like either super intelligent and standoffish or like completely nonverbal and not mm-hmm. approachable at all and it's yeah. like they're, they're just people right mm-hmm. and there's like a whole spectrum like mm-hmm. yeah all different types of yeah there with this comes a lot of discriminations um which is another reason why some people might choose not to be diagnosed sure um like I said, it's it's some people still believe it's a male only disorder, um, even specialists. So like quote unquote oh autism specialists will refuse to Yikes. diagnose AFAB individuals because it's a male only disorder. You can't be autistic because you're female or present or assigned female at birth. Mm-hmm. It's probably ADHD or you oh, just yeah. you know or just uh socially anxious or whatever mm-hmm. i would say like that's the same like i've run into the same thing with trying to be a uh trying to be diagnosed for adhd it's just like i'm looked at and like oh you're afab so clearly it's just anxiety mm-hmm. or it's just you know other things in my case but it's like right yeah but but what about oh we're just gonna ignore all the other symptoms that's fine that's cool I, it's not like i know myself better than it's not you like do. i know all of these things about me that actually hinder my life or that i know it's more than just this one simple thing that you say i have literally like, yes i have that but there's also this other myriad of like multiple different like things that i'm dealing with yeah it's fine we're fine are we though <laughs> <laughs> but also because of that some people believe it's um still a male only disorder and like the dsm does not reflect the mm-hmm. changes like i said it leads to a lot of misdiagnosis um adhd is the big one uh but also there's a pretty high percentage of um people's autism being put into like uh, hospitalized for anorexia oh wow because they're eating dis- is, oh like, it's like because the texture and stuff. yeah so they yeah. don't eat certain uh sure and so you're things. so it looks like anorexia to some sure, people sure, sure, sure. and it's not wow yeah so um it's like it can be like really damaging mm-hmm. to, oh for sure because like one especially for like adhd you could be on meds that you're do not need to be taking yeah and um, aren't yeah gonna say aren't um helping you in any way they're like right. actually potentially hindering i was gonna talk about this later but i'll go ahead and talk about it now <laughs> but um because i originally thought i was adhd mm-hmm. based off of like um what i was reading and a lot of it was like the same content you're going to find when you look up like what is asd um then just based off like autism stereotypes is like that's not me you know (laughs) it's like i have emotions (laughs) sometimes also the same thing i went through with adhd thinking like oh like that's like i thought of those stereotypes too just like well i'm not like that right yeah but i went to a psychiatrist because i could not focus in class like at all Mm -hmm. like i just like I wanted to be in school, but then like it start and my mind's like, Wee! <laughs> we're gone. <laughs> or like even I'd be sitting and like, you know, like writing and mm-hmm. I'd look up 30 minutes would pass. And I'm like, I have no recollection of like right. what just happened. I was just doodling and I. <laughs> that happened to me constantly in school. Like I did sit down. I would like start looking at my desk and I look up and like the class is already over. And I'm just like, oh, I didn't learn anything today. That's right. fine. Class? What class? <laughs> So I uh, got put on meds for it. Um, I don't remember what the first one it was, but I did eventually get put on to uh, Adderall. Mm-hmm. And it was started off as like the short-term dose. Um, and it wasn't working for me that much because it would like, work for two hours and be like great for two hours. And mm-hmm. then like kind of like trail off and I wouldn't feel anything. It was supposed to last for four. So mm-hmm. I moved up to the long-term. It was supposed to last for eight hours. 
um, and I got to something like some sort of like high ridiculous like Ugh. amount of yeah like um, and like I was okay I was like I was making it work but then I went a summer without taking it because mm-hmm. I didn't eat for school and then I jumped right back into taking it on that like high dosage the mm-hmm. next semester and it got to where um, I was super like social and outgoing and like want to be engaged in class for like four hours but also at the same time it's like if there were some days where it's like this is not what i want to be focusing on Mm -hmm. this is what i want to be focusing on something else and so i just sit in class and do that instead like you know like make lists in my notebooks or something right about whatever it was that i needed and then after that four hours um i did not want to eat I'd always be super grouchy and like mm-hmm. just I'd be like just in the same vicinity as my roommate and they'd be breathing and I'd want to like become physically violent with them so I'd just mm-hmm. go like go sit in my car right and not a great like ideal situation <laughs> no, and then right. like really. once you come off of that like you're so drained mm-hmm. that, like you can't do work yeah I, so um did find an article i forgot to like bookmark it so i can't go back and read it mm-hmm. <laughs> but um it was like an article it was like yeah if you have if you don't have adhd medicine but you take you take it anyway these are like what can happen i'm like oh that's what happened yeah. <laughs> pretty conclusive <laughs> that like you probably don't have adhd and should not have been on this medication Ooh. yikes yeah but you know you live you learn yeah it's brought me this far right like, to this like i don't think I would have ever gotten to this mm-hmm. conclusion if I hadn't gone through that and seen that it did not work. Right. Because um, for a while, I was like, well, just medicine's not the thing for me. That's fine. Which, you know, it's not the thing for everybody. Right. But right. also, the wrong medicine is not good for anyone. Definitely. Um, so back to discriminations after that <laughs> brief <laughs> tangent. We're not done there yet. Still fun things. Um, one of the biggest like concerns I have, which I'm still kind of teetering on, um, I'm not uh, officially diagnosed. Um, I do say I, I am autistic, but I've spoken like with my like counselor about mm-hmm. it, um, and she agrees that like she does see these traits in me. She cannot diagnose me because she's not a specialist. She's not right. like a psychiatrist. She's just a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was like, actually like gonna bring it up to me, but I like I I walked in with my I had printed out like a list of everything and like all these quizzes and I was like this is what I think and I was like but I couldn't like put it into words I didn't want to make sure I forgot anything mm-hmm. so I was like take it <laughs> read it I just imagine you putting her like this entire list and her going I know right. <laughs> yeah that's what she did she like kind of flipped through it and she's like. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about this. I'm like, what? come on, Lisa, bring it up sooner. <laughs> I'm over here like panicking because it's been right. like three months since yeah. I like, you know, because I couldn't go that often. It was like right during Christmas. Like this mm-hmm. was like November when I was like, well, maybe. And then um, I actually went to a specialist in January mm-hmm. um, and he's like, no, you're not autistic. But during that I just like totally blanked because I'm like super uncomfortable like around men in like positions yeah. of power. Mm-hmm. So like totally blanked, could not think of anything. It was like I can't remember anything about my childhood, let alone to tell you anything that have to like diagnose me. Right. So he was like, "You've just had like generalized anxiety," and I'm like, "Well, I already knew that." <laughs> <laughs> That's not helpful. Right. Um, again, so <laughs> back on topic. <laughs> One of the things where I'm still kind of teetering back and forth on should I get diagnosed or not. Um, is in some cases, 
if you were to get married and have children or adopt children, well, adopt children is completely, you know, different hurdle on its own because you right. have that disabled tag mm. stuck to you. But um, even if you like you marry this like really shitty person and you try to divorce them, they could get complete custody over your kids um, because you have that disabled tag, even if you're like... Um, quote unquote high functioning right which isn't a real thing yeah that's so ridiculous like you mentioned that the other day and that's the first i'd ever like heard of it Mm -hmm. and that's the apps the most bullshit thing i've ever heard right (laughs) and again like i can't even say i'm like surprised Mm -hmm. like when i really think about it because like there's just society yeah fucked no up, but like just everything like surrounding people who are disabled like mm-hmm. just the, the amount of rights that they don't have just because it's of, so ridiculous it's, it's like uh, people, like i know that there's something about like you can only have so much money or else they like mm-hmm. take away your yeah whatever. if you mm-hmm. go over that they like mm-hmm. knock on your door like hey you have too much money right oh i guess you don't need these benefits anymore i guess you don't need this this extra stuff yoink like, right what the hell like even if you get married they take that away from you like, yeah instantly that's so ridiculous right um that's a whole other podcast episode (laughs) put a pin in that one right coming back to that (laughs) um most of the majority of like the research is on like cis white men sure um there's starting to be more and more on like women afab individuals um seeing like a little bit in minorities Mm -hmm. um england uh like the uk is doing like last i saw it was had some pretty good like research teams out there um i can't find like anything in america because like if you if you try to google it like autism speaks comes up first i'm like this is a sham (laughs) yeah Um, but there are some good ones out there um did not look into writing them down so oversight on my part (laughs) that's where we can add stuff to the blog later that's octopod dot wordpress.com <laughs> check it out if i ever get it up <laughs> <laughs> and also like another thing that like is not great is that high functioning label because mm-hmm. that would be like where i would fall because i can i live on my own i can right. you know handle things myself i'm verbal mm-hmm. um but pretty much like the high functioning label is just how the autism affects those around them and not the person with autism. Right. Because... Isn't that mean they're, like, good at masking and, like, pretending to be... Well, not pretending to be, but, like, interacting with people in the way that they know society wants them to interact with people? Yeah, pretty much. So, like, Mm -hmm. you're you're basically faking being quote-unquote normal. Right, right. So, like, on on the inside, you're, like, having, like, a meltdown, but, like, on the outside, like, oh, it's fine. I can talk to you. I can pretend to have eye contact and, like go about my day but later i will go scream about it right and that's not a healthy thing to be doing oh absolutely because, oh for sure like, i like going back to like my own experiences with masking and such um got to the point where uh i think i would have lost like all reign over my emotions mm-hmm. had i not like intervened with myself because it was getting to the point where like i don't feel a whole lot of sympathy and empathy to begin with mm-hmm. but it was like way past the point of like which is normal for me like right. i had no friends and it's just like not happy not sad just like nothing mm-hmm. numbness apathetic yeah yeah um but uh, i mean there's tons of like 
articles out there and just like stories of people like high functioning like having a b- breakdown and ending mm-hmm. up in a mental hospital because they it's literally a lot cannot put on yourself mentally to yeah they literally cannot handle it and like yeah. i mean from november 2019 to january 2020 most days ended up crying on my dorm room floor than not <laughs> just because it was like that it was like to the point where it was like like the I it was breaking this routine that I had mm-hmm. for the past several years and we had you know start doing like the bigger things and like I'm graduating in a few months and like yeah. oh my god the real world mm-hmm. like everything was changed like literally like mm-hmm. everything was changing like, yeah. around you it kind of helped that the pandemic happened when it did like mm-hmm. for me because right. I got to go home and like spend time with my family mm-hmm. and kind of like relax for a while um because like school was like the load was lessened and they were like mm-hmm. we're all just gonna get through this right <laughs> all my teachers were like we're so done yeah we're just gonna get through this <laughs> i mean like their standards didn't drop any mm-hmm. but it was mm-hmm. at least like some more like leniency and just some yeah more, like, definitely understanding, because there probably. are there were tons of people in my class who just could not do online learning and like i'm one of them but i would never talk yeah. to my teacher like about mm-hmm. it directly because i was in in-person classes and i was like eh, that's not gonna affect me and this pandemic was like oh you saw it I'm like, oh. <laughs> right shit <laughs> yeah um so going back to like self-diagnosis um i feel like if if um some of the things in the dsm that we read you're <laughs> like "Ooh, that heart hits a little close to home um I personally don't have a problem with self-diagnosis because you can't get any benefits from it. Yeah, like, it's, it's yeah. more like... You can't get, like, any government thing. It's, like, it's if a benefit to yourself, like, learning to, like, how to, have to deal that label. with... Right. Like, you see, right. like, oh, okay, this is something that I have an issue with. What can I... I can now take that, look it up, and see how people deal with having that issue, and then, right. like, change your routine or whatever to make your life easier. It's not going to affect anyone besides yourself. And also, like, letting loved ones and stuff around you know so mm-hmm. that they can help you Especially as well. Especially because it can... Meltdowns can be violent. Yeah. And if someone, like, near you can, like, help with that and just, like, mm-hmm. get you out of the situation, like, that could be... Or even just, like, like know what to do to just, like... Right. Yeah. Whatever they... Whatever can, can no, help I don't condone, or... like, collecting mental illnesses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, some... I've Check seen some people... Yeah, I've seen some people online be like, I have this and this and this and this, and you're like, okay, well... Those all don't... Yikes. Cannot <laughs> exist together in one person. I do appreciate, like, self-diagnosis, too, because I know... Uh, I don't know what mm-hmm. I have, but I do know, like, the symptoms of some of the things, like, I relate to. Like, uh, going nonverbal is something that I don't do as much, but, like, learning about what that is, and I was like, oh, okay, so when I stop talking, that's a thing that just happens. Like, okay, I right. can figure out how to deal with this. And I feel like, also, I think maybe before you learn some of the, the like, language and stuff, too, or what it could be it's like I know in the past I think you talked about like disassociating which I think could be that but then also might be something different and it's really interesting mm-hmm. having the different like language and different mm-hmm. it, I, yeah. I like it's, it's so much easier to have just like words to put the things because I definitely yeah. had like a meltdown at work like I like I just I could not talk my jaw clenched shut could mm-hmm. not move my teeth uh, but I was able to like write a little note, show it to uh, one of my coworkers, be like, "Hey, I'm this, you know, I'm nonverbal right now," and her being like, "Oh, okay, I totally understand. Go take a take a breather. Right. Uh, come back when you're ready to, you know, when you feel like you are able to speak again." Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, "Great." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, for the majority, I feel like people that are self-diagnosing 
are doing it for like the right reasons yeah um if you're wanting like sympathy from someone you're not doing it for the right reasons and you definitely need to go to therapy because like that's just wrong yeah Um, which i mean i just like get help like Mm -hmm. want to better yourself i guess (laughs) like I, i think there's a point like of like growing up Mm-hmm. Like, they're just, like, maturing, I guess, where you realize, like, that's not right. Um, but I don't feel like it needs to be a huge fight that people are having. Yeah. Because, like, like I said, you're not going to get any assistance. You can't legally do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Like, some, I've seen the argument, like, well, they're going to take our resources. I'm like, how? They have no documentation. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, we don't want it anyway. <laughs> right. It's it's like self like self diagnosis. It's, it's like they don't have it like written anywhere. They're not going to receive any professional help because they haven't actually sought it out yet. It's just something for them to have inside internally to like look at themselves and view how they interact with the world. Right. And not to bring it back to our last episode of conspiracies, but I think I touched on it briefly. That whole oh, that's the part I cut out. Sorry, but like that whole like uh, enemy like underneath or whatever. This like like almost like demonization that our society has like come up with of people who like need extra help or need just like something. And it's just like this idea that they're going to steal resources. They're going to like cheat the system. And it's just such bullshit. It's so bogus yeah. and just so hurtful. It, it, yeah. Like, and like, it's like everyone, it's like, like, uh, what is it? Like welfare or whatever. Yeah. Or, like people who have to get government assistance mm-hmm. because they like, um, uh, living in poverty and they don't have money. Yeah. And, like people who talk like my dad who talks about like all they need to like actually go out and get a job and they need to stop accepting help from the government and i'm like you don't know their lives like they probably could be like they're probably looking for a job and they can't get one because the economy is bullshit and like or just like everything in our society is like working against them for they could probably a bunch of reasons be making money but also need more money because like they're not making enough money Mm -hmm. like because we don't get paid enough yeah, there's a whole bunch of things. It's just, it's society is bullshit. America is bullshit. All, everything is bullshit. Like, end a sentence, full stop, period. Send telegraph. Telegraph? Telegram? Telegram? <laughs> I don't fucking know. It's late. I also love how I would have expected that to end as, like, send tweet or something like that. But it's like, no, 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 no. Send telegraph. <laughs> Going Listen, old school. I don't use Twitter. I'm too cool for that. You're so cool. You use a telegraph. <laughs> moving on (laughs) so just kind of like to go over like my own personal experience um with this i mean we touched like a a, quite a bit on it still and we like point out a few other things just in case anyone listening is like oh crap oh crap (laughs) starting to go in panic mode hold on it's not all that bad um i actually realized that this could be a possibility when i was reading fan fiction (laughs) Um, it was a Taz fanfic, and it was you. where Angus McDonald was portrayed as autistic, but it was like the proper autistic, mm-hmm. like nice. how it actually is. And I was like, mm. but I do these things. Wait a minute. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, that's not what autism is. But like, you know, like, like the ignorant slut I am. <laughs> 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 but, um, but then I was like, so I like, immediately went open, opened a tab, mm-hmm. a new tab. And I was just like, oh, that is what autism is. And like wait (laughs) that's not me i just have adhd i I love this uh like apparent uh pattern of uh both of us uh learning shit about ourselves through uh like things we like because i definitely realized my gender bullshit from reading a webcomic 
Because I was like, oh, I relate to this character. Hmm, I kind of want to, you know, date him. And then I was, you know, you know thinking about it. Hmm, kind of want to be him. Fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like how I learned what trans meant. And mm-hmm. like, I was like, ah, oops. Mm, I relate. Mm, I relate to that. Oh, no. One of the things I, like, don't relate to with, like, other people's, um, like, diagnostic journeys is, Mm -hmm. like, once they get the label autism, they start to panic. And, like, for me, it was, like, just, like, a relief to have Mm -hmm. something that was, like, this is what this is. Because it's, like, I've known something was, like, not quite right, (laughs) like, normal. I I knew I wasn't neurotypical, Mm -hmm. like, for a long time. I thought it was ADHD. Originally, like, I was going to therapy for, like, general anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. Like, I have severe or I had severe depression and I have moderate generalized anxiety and um then I thought I had ADHD because like that made the most sense at mm-hmm. the time right and, like all that wasn't it I was like well maybe it's like some sort of like executive function disorder it's like well that's not like that's closer but like not quite it and so it mm-hmm. was like a um researching like there's like a string of like different like mental illnesses um, I guess like little hops down different yeah like some of them were like you know completely off the wall and it's like oh this is just interesting <laughs> gonna read all about um but uh but it was nice to be like like this feels right like this mm-hmm. feels like the right one it's like trying on a bunch of different shoes and then finding the one that fits like just perfect and you're like oh it's so comfortable and snug and like you feel cozy and like you're like oh I, I know that this is the 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 fit for me right definitely um and like i said it um like i had already like was working on the journey to bring back and like rein in my emotions but like just having that helped me explain um the way i like process emotions i guess especially Mm -hmm. like with my sister when we argue she gets very emotional and i get very logical like i just shut down emotions because i'm like this is the facts this is how we're going to talk about it but Mm -hmm. then she was like that's so like you sound like you're talking from a textbook like you sound like a robot and like which was like super like upsetting to me because i'm trying to work on having emotions and like you have no emotions you sound like a robot but we got to like work on that because like mm-hmm. okay like look this is how I process emotions because I'm autistic, right? Um, and it also explained like I've I've always hated like certain foods. I've had textures. I've always been picky about it. Sour cream. It's not a good mouthfeel. <laughs> <laughs> like the sounds and things. Like it just like everything was like fit into place. And I was like, oh, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said before. Um, when I went to talk to my therapist about it, because I'm saying this because I feel like it might help other people because like, um, I don't want you to end up in a situation like I was like the first time I went mm-hmm. where I completely shut down and forgot like everything, but my name <laughs> pretty much. Hi, I'm Rhonda. Diagnose me, please. <laughs> right. Um, so I looked up like common symptoms and traits, like a, this huge list. I could put up, post it on the blog. If mm-hmm. you, uh, if we, if someone wants to, um, cause I still have all this saved. Um, but I went through and wrote notes on every single one of them. This was like a 10 page thing, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I wrote like, does not affect me. Does, or, does not like pertain to me. Or like, Oh, I really feel this. Or like, I kind of feel this, but only in these certain circumstances. And like, I highlighted the things and like took all these quizzes and printed out the results. Like I had this, like, it was a stack of papers that I took to my therapist, but that really helped because mm-hmm. like, I was getting worked up and I was like, I don't know how to, words and emotions are hard. Yeah. I feel like that could be like nice, even if you, like if you could find some of the quizzes, find some of the resources, because I, I know that can be 
like really mm-hmm. difficult for people to find especially if you like have no clue where to even start looking like, was like, it's like it's what's step one what's step zero <laughs> what do i oh, write definitely. into google search like literally <laughs> so glad you brought that up because i have a section on that amazing nice. um so like i said the book i think i might be autistic by cynthia kim is a really good for um adults it's mm-hmm. so hard to find material for oh, adults yeah, that are autistic a lot of them it is it's for like, your autistic child yeah yeah it's, it's like, like if you're it's, if you if you try to diagnose yourself as an adult it's so much harder because it's all geared towards trying to get it diagnosed when they're children and it's just like there's right. no resources for trying to figure out all of this as an adult definitely um that was like a huge problem i would face and like even though you will have this all your life your traits are going to change from when you're a child to when you're adult especially if you fall into that group of like the um i prefer like mild presenting rather Mm -hmm. than high functioning but if you fall into that group and you know how to mask really well Mm -hmm. like it's going to be hard to like well i don't do this in public but like you want to (laughs) right in your head but then you're like well i'm just shy or whatever break all that down (laughs) throw that out don't need it so super recommend this book it's really easy to read super like common language it's not does not make you does not make me feel stupid or anything for like reading it Um, nice she's not a professional but this is about her journey on finding out and like how she went through it and um super recommend it um a youtube channel you can watch is yo samdy sam that's s-a-m-d-y sam um she is also autistic and found out later in life um was talking about the same things like she didn't find out until you know in college when because she lived in the same house her whole life all Mm -hmm. that super like similar stuff um has a bunch of videos like even down to like what to buy like an autistic person for christmas so i mean she's like really fun to watch um super upbeat um really relatable like down to earth um and she does a bunch of like collaborative stuff with other content creators that are autistic so super uh, go check her out um the quiz i took the first time that like really was made me start thinking about it it's called um if you just google aspie quiz you're, it's gonna be the first one that pops up it is like uh, i think it's like a research students project or something they're constantly working on it um they have stuff to back it up it's not just like a you know a buzzfeed quiz or anything <laughs> like that but you um, quiz are am i autistic <laughs> um it prints you out like this little um not prints you out it brings it shows you this little uh graph mm-hmm. like a circle and then it's uh divided in half on one side it's like neurotypical and the other side's neurodivergent and it shows mm-hmm. you where you're strong like where you fall in like the social or like mental or different categories mm-hmm. and all of mine were in like the neurodivergent and i was like oh <laughs> and it <laughs> gives you that. like a it'll give you like a you're probably autistic go mm-hmm. seek help or not help but like you know go to a professional like mm-hmm. for further you know questions like don't you know don't diagnose off this quiz um there's a few others that i'll put in like the blog post mm-hmm. that i also take uh took um whatever you do do not go to autism speaks <laughs> they're a terrible company that want to like quote unquote cure autism not curable Yikes. it's a disability oh um like gosh. that's what they're entirely founded on is like curing autism they're doing it for like all the wrong reasons they don't have any people with autism on their on board Ugh. like uh they like, i don't know if i'm remembering this wrong but i want to say that they forged evidence or not like like forged stats or something like that mm. i could be getting that confused with something so don't like quote me on that but like it, not great practices all around yeah, yeah kind of like unethical yeah and i'm pretty sure they have like a 
they have the mindset that they'd rather have a dead kid than an autistic child. Right. Ooh. Yeah, so it's like, I'd rather my kid be dead than have autism. So they're the ones that started the Light It Up Blue, so to Mm -hmm. fight that. Red instead. Um, Hell yeah. No puzzle piece. No puzzle. Yeah, see? You're segueing into my next part. Um, To put it on, like, uh, a happier note, I guess, um, I want to talk about some pet peeves. (laughs) The biggest pet peeve is the puzzle piece. Because, like, what dunce face was like, yes, this is the perfect symbol for autism. Where it's like, celebrate your individuality. You don't need to fit in. And it's like, you're a puzzle piece. You have your place. And I'm like, no. Right. That sounds just like, conform to our structure. Mm-hmm. I much prefer. like. Right? Like, the new one they're trying to push is like the, um, what's on your um, laptop? It's this one. The um, infinity symbol with a rainbow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, for those who can't, those who are not in this uh, room, <laughs> in the room at the moment, yeah. <laughs> this sticker is, I have a cute little, like, rainbow. It is in a, um, you said an infinity symbol, mm-hmm. and it says, like, celebrate neurodiversity. Yeah. Which Do you not I, remember where I, I got this I very much from? enjoy, like, the, the idea of an infinity symbol being, like, a symbol for anything, because it's just, like, you go on forever and ever, and there's no end, and it's always, mm-hmm. like... Right, because, like, autism is... A spectrum. Um, oh. My and th- the next pet peeve is the phrase "everyone's a little autistic." <laughs> Yikes! So that's um, that really like hits the mildly presenting ones because mm-hmm. they don't see your internal struggles. Um, remember, pretty much like spe- it's a spectrum, not a sliding scale. You can't mm-hmm. be a little bit autistic. You either are or you're not. Like, yeah. I, um, one of my favorite like. Um, metaphors i guess similes is like mm-hmm. think of like the autism spectrum as eyeshadow palettes so there's so many different types of eyeshadow palettes out there there's some with nude colors there's some with bright colors mm-hmm. some with shimmer you're not going to pick up an eyeshadow palette and go oh does not have a red eyeshadow not an eyeshadow palette literally yeah, yeah. so that's my favorite like there's a word for it analogy Al- Thank you. Yeah. I, was I was like, like I'm like sitting here racking my brain. I'm like, I know all of these words. Come on, I can find I was the right to, I was one. trying to think of like allegory. I'm like, that's not right. It doesn't, it's like an, it's like an ah sound. <laughs> um, another one. You don't look autistic. Ugh, right. I, 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 Mm, I love that one I say sarcastically because it's like then what does an autistic person look like right it's Literally. like it's like you, you want to put the stereotype where it's like a skinny white man with glasses mm-hmm. who like doesn't know how to talk to people like I guess like it's just duh. anyways <laughs> yeah with any type of like disability any type of just like anything it's like i feel like no one should ever say well you don't look like a, just stop just right. yeah don't. right like it, like not even like with disabilities like just like yeah. fans of things like oh you don't look like you read comics i'm like or I it's do, like it's like, stuff like you don't look gay you don't look trans you don't like all the right? different monikers all the different like descriptors just like okay what i take as an offense sometimes that like mm-hmm. if, if someone told me that i don't look gay i'd be like oh, okay we about to fight come on tell me what can what can i fix to make me look more gay <laughs> right Ugh. anyway <laughs> <laughs> another really hurtful pet peeve is that the belief that um a child can grow out of autism uh, um like the idea though it's like maybe they had like quote unquote like the symptoms mm-hmm. like 
vague in the vague sense of the term as a child obviously you're gonna grow out of it as an adult because it's not like you don't actually have it so you might have like a tendency to do something that maybe an autistic person also does Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so like oh of course this person has autism then they grow up don't do it anymore oh you're cured or whatever but it's like then they didn't actually have it to begin with right right um that's something like i'm trying to fight my brother on a little bit um because i Based on my research that I've done, my nephew, I believe, is showing signs of Mm -hmm. autism. He stems a lot with, like, his hands. He gets really overwhelmed. Like, I can Mm -hmm. see impending meltdowns. And, like, thankfully my sister's close by Mm because she knows. And, like, we've tried to talk to my brother about it. And they're kind of just, like, waiting to see what's going to happen, like, once he gets to school. Sure. um, Because he's just turned four. But, like, it's like he needs someone in his corner. And, like, I'm Mm -hmm. not there currently to, like, back him up. But, like... Uh, during Christmas, it was, I was, like, standing there, like, as I feel, like, weird, like, stepping in, because, like, he's not my kid. Right. <laughs> I don't want to, like, yeah, I overstep my bounds like that as daycare. an aunt. But um, he was so obvious he was overwhelmed, and, like, I was so close just scooping him up and taking him to, like, the back room mm-hmm. um, and just, like, having him chill for a second. Um, and it happened again at uh, his birthday, and so I told my mom, like, next time that happens, like, since she's the grandma, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, she has I more think, authority. Right, I'm like, right. take him away from the situation, because she saw what was happening, too, because, like, I, you know, told them, like, this is what you need to look for, and, like, they agree with me, like, it could be a possibility. I mean, he's still, like, really young, and he's not, like, super, like, you know, showing signs mm-hmm. that could be, like, super easily diagnosed, but, um... And the last one pet peeve I have that personally offends me is job applications. Mm -hmm. Have you read, like, what makes a good candidate on job applications? Like, hold eye contact, good social skills, good community skills. I'm like, just let me do the fucking job. I promise I can do it. But, like, don't make me look at you in the eyes, please. Right. It's like, I feel like this is specifically, like, (laughs) anti-autistic. I'm like, these are things that, like, are so hard for me to do. Yeah. (laughs) Like, why? I mean, you can't do the job. Like, right? Come on. Ugh. Those are my pet peeves. A little of them, anyway. Valid. I could probably just, like, keep going on. But right. we'd, we'd be here all night. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so if um, any of this is resonating with you, I feel you. I've been there. Um, if you think one of your friends feels that way, you know, just be there to support them. Um, maybe talk to them about it. If they get defensive, do not push it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, in the end, it gets their, um, it's their choice to it's make. It's their journey. Right. Um, so, yeah. I've enjoyed talking about this. Yay! <laughs> it was my, it was one of my, um, special interests for about half a year. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I did uh, my entire persuasion class. This was my topic to talk about the entire semester. Hell yeah. So I got to talk about a lot of different things. I even mm-hmm. wrote a paper on why being called high-functioning uh, high is terrible. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for talking about this. Yeah. I know. Thank you for letting me ramble. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to say, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed um, like learning a lot of things that I didn't know mm-hmm. for sure because I haven't done that research. I haven't. I know it's not as fun as last week's episode, the conspiracies, but I wanted to at least try to get it out close to yeah. April, right? For Autism Awareness Month, yeah, <laughs> which should be Autism Acceptance Month. Ooh, I like that better. Yeah, there's a lot of things that need to be changed, and I kind of like yeah, all those types of months being acceptance or 
I don't know. That's I don't know. Word. Awareness just feels like, look at it. It's one of those, like, autistic people, you know? Right. <laughs> like, I feel like awareness is, like, the, the like, especially for autism, it's just, like, just, like, don't. Don't look. Please. <laughs> don't perceive. Ex- accept us as people, but also please don't make eye contact. Like, do not treat us like zoo exhibits. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Gross. Awareness just makes me feel like looking at me through glass. Mm-hmm. Like, I've stopped participating in trans awareness, whatever, because I'm just so, like... I don't want people to know that I'm trans in a in like just a generic sense of yeah. like like society like, like close friends or whatever. I'm just like yeah sure whatever. Ask me questions, but like society as a whole, I was like I'm like please don't act. yeah don't look at me don't perceive my transness. Like I'm just trying to exist mm-hmm. as a person. Yeah, and that's valid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to so- give us another joke? I would be delighted. And then we'll go into other ways you can see our content and... I'm preparing my groan in advance. Okay. (sighs) What do you call an elephant that does not matter? What? An irrelevant. (laughs) Yes. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to... um, look at some of the resources as we mentioned we do have a blog it is octopod.wordpress.com correct i'm pretty sure pretty sure and we'll probably have some resources on our twitter and on instagram at octopod thanks y'all see you next time Occupied thoughts is brought to you by jesse schaff ronda w and tobias collins and produced by jesse schaff Our intro was The Fabulous Elizabeth Cobb. Featured music is Bitchin' by Kaiju Chaos. Find more on SoundCloud or TikTok. That's K-A-I-J-U Chaos. Want more info on the show? Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Octopod or reach out to us via email, octopod at gmail.com. O-C-T-H-O-P-O-D. See you next time.